Hello and welcome to the Antiques Shit Show, our end of series succession special. Please, under no circumstances, continue listening unless you've seen the final episode to its very end. I'm Andrew Harrison and joining me are two regulars who've had their face eggs glued to succession since the start. Hannah Fern. Hello. And Alexandreou. Hello. So we have to start by asking the very simple question. Did the finale work for you, Hannah? Yes. Did you love oh, it? Oh, I did love it. Uh, I liked the sort of the roller coaster of it, mm. the emotional roller coaster and the brutality. So the fact that you get that vignette of what could be the yeah. kind of coming together of the, the three siblings, the kind of emotional bonding moment, and then how quickly it shattered. Uh, perfect. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Did you like it? Um, I thought it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Not only that, um, I thought it was the right ending. Um, I thought it was the ending that left me uh, least despairing about the world um, that this family leaves in their wake. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I liked, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was impactful. I thought every character got... um, shall we say justice right got mm. they got what they had either earned or deserved and considering that everybody in this show is awful to a greater or lesser degree it at least had that satisfaction of this is probably what ought to have happened that people are people are sort of rewarded and punished at the same time yes um, and the character development continues even mm. into the final moment so yeah. we're seeing who they're becoming and the kind of great essence of each of them, even yeah. in those last moments. And I, yeah, it's very fitting. I didn't feel like any of that struck the wrong note at the end. Yeah, I mean, we, we do end literally with a completely beaten Kendall, literally walking out of Waystar, both physically and, you know, mentally mm. and spiritually. And he just keeps on walking. He's off into a meaningless afterlife. It's like a living death. And the worst of it is he's got his dad's bodyguard shadowing him yeah. like a kind of memento mori of like, you're just, you are, you, you are a cosplay of your dad. I mean, the, the metaphor know, will be talked about a lot. The water metaphor, you know, is, yeah. there's that question. Is he going to the side of the river because he wants to chuck himself in? Yeah. He can't even, even if he wanted to, he can't even complete that act because he's shadowed by his father's member of staff who won't allow that to happen. Yeah. The idea that even in death, yes. his father is still controlling every single fibre of his being he can't even commit suicide is is I mean that's ambiguous that was just my interpretation no I, I think you're spot on but, with that and also the fact that in his private moments throughout all four seasons when he's not having to perform for a shareholders meeting or for his siblings or for the board Kendall is like a walking dead man there's mm. nothing there it's all been gouged out and maybe there was nothing there in the first place. Maybe that's what being the son of his father has, has made of him. And the fact that his father we learn in the final that first spoke to him about succession at seven years of age. I mean, yeah. he's literally made, created all this stuff. Yeah. Alex, what, what did you think of that final scene? Um, I, I concede that this is the, the popular uh, understanding of it completely. I didn't find it like that. I didn't find him empty, hollow, desperate at all. He's, he is beaten for sure. But he's also free for the first time in his life, probably. Um, and and so I thought actually the the water metaphor for the first time 
was the opening up of uh, possibilities. And I found the presence of his father's um, uh, sort of uh, uh, bodyguard and, and chauffeur very comforting, as, as if he's going to be a sort of mentor uh, uh, for him. So I, I didn't get that emotionally at all. I thought there was a walk-up to the balustrade that was very bleak, and then a walk back and uh, the sitting down on the park bench was actually a lift. That's really interesting because one of the standout moments of Colin the bodyguard is, uh, I think earlier in this season, he he eyeballs Kendall at a point where Kendall is being aggressively against against Logan and says, "I know you." I yeah. know you, you know, like yeah. really stares into Kendall's soul. Mm. And the fact that he's still, you know, we, we, we saw Colin be like, a, you know, like like a dog whose master has just died when Logan dies. But the idea that perhaps Colin sees something in Kendall that maybe Kendall doesn't even know is there is, is, is really interesting. Um, did any of us call it? Did we, you know, I, I know that with Tom coming out on top um, seems in retrospect obviously perfectly fitting. There's nobody else who it could reasonably go to without in some way undermining what the show's about. I did think that he would be in some way part of the um, resolution, uh, although not necessarily in that role, but I suspected that. But that's partly because we know what Logan thought of him. We know that Logan thought he was a terrible human being. We heard what he said to Shiv on her wedding day about marrying this empty soul of a man Mm. um an an idiot ultimately um and it's not what he wanted he would not have wanted tom to take control of his business and so the idea that ultimately all that we do in life that are great efforts to build and protect and control things that we build um our ego essentially is meaningless is a great way to end it that you know it doesn't matter how hard you try to hold on to this stuff and how many people you manipulate in in doing so once you're gone you're gone what we do is meaningless really i thought <laughs> it's probably bleak but that's yeah. how I, I enjoyed that ending it's one bleak comedy this isn't it <laughs> i mean i i called it i called it for tom a couple of times but then in fairness i have called it for everyone at yeah. one point or another <laughs> during the four seasons so i'm not sure it's it's massively meaningful. Also, um, it's a limited pool. And once you've struck out all the siblings, because it, he couldn't really hand it to one of the siblings without unbalancing the show. No, mm. but, but can, I, can I just say something? Tom is not on top. I don't know what show you were watching. Well, Tom he's, is not on. Tom is the Twitter CEO that Elon Musk puppet. would have yeah. appointed yeah. if the regulatory authority had made him. He has next to no power and the longevity of a soft avocado fruit. I mean, as, Shiv, <laughs> as Shiv puts it, his main attribute is that he will suck the biggest dick. Isn't that what the show is about? The being on top is not being on top, unless you're a gargantuan monster like Logan. Well, exactly. It was for playing. Logan. Yeah. It was for Logan, but yeah, no but- one can fill that void. So what you end up with is a, is a puppet. And a I do think, though, tech it was- guy. Yeah. I do think, though, that it was important in the telling of the story about Shiv that he got it yes. as well. Because, um, you know, Shiv meets this moment of understanding at the end, which is incredibly bleak as a woman, which is uh, ultimately accepting that she is always going to be used and controlled by men in some way. So, and obviously what she's just been through with Matson just yeah. reinforces that point. So she's 
just choosing to absorb the least worst version of that world, which is she picks the man who she at least chose, the one she married, yeah. and also who owes her something because she's he's the father of her child. Yeah. So that's the only way she can grapple what remains of the power is to pick the least worst man to be attached to in it. And yeah. that is desperate but says a lot about how power works in uh, you know business and monopolies but that final scene where they're in that that that, that really bleak car ride we're saying bleak a lot aren't we the bleak <laughs> car ride away yeah. with uh with the not quite holding hands yeah this was, it is the it is the most distant hand holding you've ever seen but i looked at that <laughs> and thought actually shiv has won because shiv is going to be running this show Shiva's become Shiva's Marsha. She'll never get the recognition. But look what she's given up for that. She she will never run it on her own terms. She always has to run it through a man. That yeah, I mean, to yeah. watch that as a woman, she's not one. She's not one. She is doing what she can in the world in which she lives, yeah. which is fucking desperate. Sorry. No, as, I, to watch that, I can't see any win for her other than clawing back what she can. But isn't the truth of it that like nobody is ever going to win in this world? In order to win, you must be a monster. Yeah. And they they try as they might, they can't actually be monsters. The, the everybody shows a shred of humanity in this show is destroyed or humbled by it. Mm. And the only one who could ever stay on top is the is one of the great horrors of of, of fiction, Logan. Mm. You know, yeah. you, you can't win unless you are that thing. That moment where. It's described by his brother at his funeral how they had to communicate through their eyes only or as as immigrants as a child age of four. That was brilliant because it gives you one detail that tells you everything you need to know about how somebody becomes that person. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, some of the the key scenes in this because it is structured it's movie length and it's structured like a bond movie with changes <laughs> of location and the, the the caribbean air cleaner we're going to we're going to clear the air in the caribbean at mom's place um in which shiv and kendall trace roman who is now completely beaten and wrecked who is retreated to lady caroline's caribbean retreat and it starts out as just purely callous instrumentalism they just want him to use him but as you said, they kind of warm to each other. Mm. And it's, I mean, Alex, as a drama guy, it, you know, we often see the the last chance to be happy and how the characters fumble it. And that, yeah, I mean, me- I thought that was a really uh, beautiful scene in the kitchen because freed from having to make that enormous choice, I thought it was the first time they were actually free to be kids with each other, to be happy with each other, to be siblings. Um, And it was one of the lightest moments throughout the four seasons. Um, And I also, can I just say, I fucking loved um, Lady Caroline's Englishness. Just her Englishness to do with food and what was in her fridge and the, the, the butt ends of the... And the bread contrast. that are frozen, and yeah, the contrast between old money, old British money, that's class it. system, yeah, and American gaudy wealth. That is, is absolutely it. Perfect. It's old money. She doesn't yeah. have anything to prove. She's freezing the end of the loaf, and she's like, "Oh, it's <laughs> it's hearty fare, but it's small portions." She she yeah. will even withdraw food. 
The other thing I really, yeah, I mean, she's she's a terrifying character in many ways. I, I'd love to know more about her. I wish one thing that makes she's me a sad. Spin-off. Yeah, I'd love to see her. I love Harriet Walters as well. She's an actress, just yeah. tremendous. Yeah, she's perfect. But the other thing I really liked about this whole section when they they meet up uh, at her house is that when the other two siblings arrive, Roman is already there, relaxed into it, and there's a sense that he the way he already is mentally is the way it's going to play out. He's wearing like board shorts and a T-shirt and beads. He's completely dropped any corporate appearance and he's back to being childlike in a way, sitting Mm. at his mum's house wearing, you know, having a drink um, while everything goes busy on around him. And he's at the place where they all have to end up at the end, which is letting go of of what they've all been fighting for. And it, it was almost like foreshadowing, I think the ultimate resolution that they have they all have to let it go yeah because roman kind of goes basically roman throws himself into the mob we almost willing to have the shit kicked out of him at the end of the preceding episode and comes out of it having shed everything doesn't Mm. he and Mm. even well until the last minute where he has to really let it go and then he does have that waiver doesn't it where he stares himself in the uh, in in the glass table of the boardroom yeah What did we make of the swimming in the Caribbean bit? Because I've for this entire season, I've been expecting Kendall to drown himself. <laughs> yeah. Every every time he looks at a glass of water, I think he's going to drown himself. I really thought yeah. that he was swimming up to that to that little landing station. That would, as with Logan, he would simply vanish in the narrative. There's a very good long read on Vulture about um, it, Kendall's relationship with water and the symbolism and everything, and. You know, while there, all those elements are there, they're getting lost. The the sort of the sense of the self disintegrating basically into the water. There's also a cleansing quality to the water, and I thought that particular swimming scene, it really was about just cleaning themselves off the damage they've inflicted on each other. Um, you know, throughout the these years rather than something more ominous um but but i'm what i'm interested to know is that at that point they seem genuinely decided and genuinely united so i want to know why you two thought shiv changed her mind because i think that's a genuinely interesting well i've already hit on it really i think she changed her mind because she looked around and saw that her only chance of any kind of future employment i mean you know power i suppose is through a man and she's decided she has to pick her horse and she doesn't want Mm. it to be her brother she wants it to be but she knew that going into the meeting yeah but i but it's it's that last minute thing of, well, do I really want to live out what my father wants for me as a woman, or do mm. I want to pick my life, which is mm. what I was left with? I think that's true. I also think it's true that the story of the Roy siblings is almost not a story of money and power at all. It's just a story of, of abused children mm. crammed together in an environment that they fear to leave but can't stay in. Mm. 
And I think her decision was pushed absolutely by that, but also by the fact that she just she she can't bear to be part of that unit. And Anymore. that means disagreeing yeah. with it. And that means breaking it, even though she's had right in front of her a vision of how it can actually be really nice. Honestly, I've mm. never woken up happier to be an only child than I did well, this morning. I, I, I was watching it thinking how glad I am that like my brothers are pretty sound and my parents are pretty sound and that the watching the constant um not just from Logan but also from Lady Caroline the oh, constant abuse. digs at mm. all of the children you know right back to the early seasons uh you know Kendall is dragged out of a car where he has killed a man and what does Logan say oh you're having a bit of gay thing with him were you he has to get the get it in you know Shiv is clearly pregnant and Lady Carol has to allude to wait. Mm. You know, there's, they they cannot not pick at these children and peck at them. Yeah, and the yeah. children have learned that. I know, I know it's a commonplace from everything that's been written about the show that hurt people hurt people. But yeah. you see it playing out there. And I, I, I can see a timeline where succession is not about money. It's about a tiny corner shop. Man but see, on, things happen. What is it? Man hands on misery to man. It yeah. Like a you you see, I thought it was... The clincher, I thought, was just how terrible Kendall's presentation to the board was. Yes, that was brilliant. In that final moment, I just thought he went in arrogant, um, cocky, uh, demeaning them, uh, swinging his dick around, and, and she looked at him and she thought, I I can't I can't have you in charge of me. But but for also the next she she knows that however many decades she knows that that's also that's the that's that's armor candle that's fake candle that's candle presenting as he thinks he ought to when in fact the candle that she knows is real is is pathetic and is terrified. The thing that really breaks it yeah, but they helped she, elect a fascist president. You know yeah, but uh, armor candle does have a cost. That's that, true. But yeah. also, Shiv, and Shiv was the only one who had disquiet about that. But the moment when it really breaks, and, and the family, I think, is broken irreparably, is when Kendall lies to her face about killing the waiter. Mm. He said it never happened, and she knows it happens, and well, she, knows, she knows that he knows. There's some speculation on the world of the internet okay. about whether he's actually telling the truth at that point, and that it is a false memory. And we're meant to go back and review our version of the end of the first series. So that made me want to go and watch the first series again. This is not a show that has given us hallucinations and dream sequences, though. No. no. So I, I don't buy that. No. I mean, the straight obvious version is that he's lying to get what he yeah. wants in that the, moment. Well, the, the, and the psychologically revealing version is that he actually believes it. That he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he believes in his own myth so much that he that he can remake the past. Yeah. Let's talk about Greg and Tom though. Yeah. Because the, oh my god, the sticker. I, Greg slapping Tom was one of my yeah. most satisfying moments ever. Yes. That bathroom has seen a lot of events, hasn't it? I love that. Do you remember in the first <laughs> yeah. series that's where um, Kendall goes to have his breakdown when he first learns that he's his dad's turned. Oh, that's back true. And yeah. so it's almost like the sight of. It's where they go when they're suddenly faced with some dilemma in this awful role of being yeah. the next CEO. And I thought it was a mm. great echo that to, to, yeah to see yeah. that happen in that bathroom. I thought that was very clever. Well, I think uh, uh, Tom stickering Greg <laughs> yeah. uh, was one of the uh, <laughs> that was the up where we belong moments of splendid. great reconciliation. Like it you're a piece splendid. of shit, but I've got you. And I'm like, you know, there is an atom of humanity inside you. And the fact that it he all recognizes t- himself yeah. in him. 
yeah, the, the, the you know the 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 idiot, yeah, who can wander into all sorts of stupid situations, and it all turns on Greg's presence of mind to use a Swedish translation app to find out what's really going on. It's actually Greg who wrecks it all. I mean, Greg, you can almost imagine this entire shit show playing out again in thirty years when yes. Greg has been promised the succession. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can see it. So did we get the feeling then that the, that the writing team had been writing to this ending throughout, that Jesse Armstrong had this in his head? An image uh, of Kendall sitting on I, a bench. In, in general terms, I have no doubt that uh, that Armstrong had it in his head that none of them can get it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and... But I think as the characters develop and take a life of their own, what that means to each of them will have mm. changed significantly. Um, incidentally, can I just say uh, that uh, Roman, when he goes to the bar, he orders Jerry's favourite drink. Mm, yeah. Good point. He's, we've never well seen spotted. him drink a, a martini before. Yeah. And that someone... Just before we recorded, so I haven't had time to go and check it. Um, if you're listening, Daniel, thank you for the tip, or curse you if you got it wrong. In the background, in the bar, you can see Nan. Oh. As a potential route to something or other? I have no idea. But that, I, if ooh. that's true, it can't be a coincidence, right? That is true, but also... We, but Nan Pierce is, is yeah. behind yeah. him at the bar. But also, he, he's the only one who looks happy. And this is the guy who said early on, in the, I think it's in the very first season, when he thinks he's on the outs, that's it, this place was a cage to me anyway, I'm free at last. Mm. And maybe he wasn't bullshitting. Maybe, you know... Oh, he shows real self-awareness, the only one who does, at, when he's, in, at the end of that fight scene, yeah. just outside the yeah. bedroom, when he says... It's all bullshit. This is yeah. all bollocks. We are, we're, bullshit. we are bullshit. We are all basically saying, yeah. we're all shit at this. This is not for any of us. We're Let's nothing. Except who we what are. What he's good at is licking Peter Munyan's cheese. That's what he's good at, which <laughs> yeah. I loved. That was great. That was one of my favourite. My other favourite bit in the Caribbean was, I believe Pink Floyd did a poo in the swimming pool. <laughs> that, was, that was particularly fantastic. But the thing is, I can see a, I can see a life uh, further on. I can see a hinterland. It may not be a particularly hopeful hinterland, but I can see, I can see a life beyond this point for every single one of the characters, which I think is testament to the writing of the series. Actually, that I, we might disagree about it, but I can imagine very firmly what each one of them goes on to do and how things turn out for them. Well, what are we going to miss most? Well, I want to say one thing for for the, this last series that I've been so impressed by and I, I don't see in other writing, which I'm going to miss, which is the clever way he has created, Armstrong has created this world in which we are so along with the characters that we see the world in the way they do, even, even while criticising them, even yeah. while being able to see that they're awful people. So real events... Don't touch these people. There are riots outside. There are flunkies mm. who produce all these boardroom reports who we never meet but are there in the, yeah. the room. We don't know what happens to them. We don't know anything about them because they're irrelevant to their lives. 
And yet they're written in enough that we can see that there's this whole world outside. And I don't think I see that attention to detail very often in yeah. other writing. And I just will miss that. The attention to detail running down to the chirons on the TV screens in the title exactly sequence. Exactly that, yeah. Americans will be in two. Chinese hack will entomb Americans in their SUVs. Man can't stop thinking about ducks. <laughs> These are the things. And the other the thing, I mean, obviously, the richness, the rich tapestry, all the rest of it. What I really miss is Greg trying to talk fancy to Logan. <laughs> But he's yeah. he's had sex with that woman and he says, I never meant to soil these holes. It's like, what, how is your mind constructed? <laughs> I think I will miss nothing about it. I think it's perfect as it is. And I'm glad there is this perfect thing there in the world that I can watch and rewatch and rewatch and will never, you know, someone won't take it and shit the bed with the last yeah. act of it. It's It's... It's going to be like faulty towers. It's going to be a thing to be enjoyed for future generations. Knowing and, when to end is so yeah. important, isn't it? And it's so rarely seen. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick something, I would say that I will never hear again the infinite variations on that incredible musical theme. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yes. That, that just keeps evolving from sort of choral requiem to baroque thing to a Chopin um, sort of mournful little piano tristesse um, and a shit I, I will miss hearing that yeah, yeah. And, and every, it's hip hop yeah. everything yeah. well I think we could, there's one thing we can agree they should never bring it back yeah, no, but I would be very interested to see what, what uh, uh, Jesse does next he's a clearly a very very clever person well he can probably write his own ticket and we will look forward to him doing that <laughs> listeners thank you for listening to succession cast it was full of spoilers and we don't want to hear any complaints thanks for listening we love you and you are serious people <laughs> <laughs>